Hello, hello, hello to my listeners from all around the world. I am Dan Mangan. I'm your host today on the Method Meets Magic radio show. I'm going to be joined by a special guest. My illustrious co-host Jess is currently trotting around Europe enjoying life, as I was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, looking forward to sharing today's show with you. Before we kick started, I just wanted to take a moment to wheel back and remind us of why we're here every single week. We all know people that read all the time. We all know people that meditate or do their yoga or praying all the time. We all know those people that are working nonstop, but how many of them are actually meeting somewhere in the middle where they get something done, where they actually get results in their life? The Method Meets Magic radio show, Jess and I endeavor to bring guests before you every week to show you that middle ground, to show you that the magic that exists in all of us can be met with a meth- some method and and come together to actually create real results in real life. My guest today is a dear friend of mine, Lee Davy, modern day samurai, author, international retreat host. Lee, what else is there on your on your tablature? There's lots of stuff. <laughs> There's lots of stuff. Yeah, lots of stuff. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting in uh, in Costa Rica right now at a re- uh, retreat center that I'm a, a part of called the MLO, and I'm overlooking our infinity pool and the jungle and that's probably the other really big thing that uh, that i'd like to put in there that, that i'm involved in um at the moment and i mean there's there's lots of different things but uh i think that pretty much sums it up pretty much sums it up i mean so for those of you who i was about to say something really ridiculous for those of you who don't know which is probably going to be most of you listening so lee and i <laughs> lee and i met for chance um we're both uh, students of Dr. Joe Dispenza, and we, we ended up bunking at, at a retreat uh, last. Was it December? It was December, wasn't it? Just this past December. Yeah, Cancun. Yeah, uh, down in Cancun, Mexico, and um, I got up to do my yoga every day at three thirty, and then Lee and I went down to the gym at four a.m. every day. This man punished me daily, but thank you for it. And then we went on and got got on with the workshop. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to sharing my experiences with Lee and Lee sharing his experiences of life with you. So we can show you uh, a little bit about some misconceptions that I, for one, feel that people have around the need for discipline when it comes to creating new outcomes in your life, specifically as this series is all about abundance. So, um, Lee, I'm going to kick off by asking you, what does abundance mean to you, my friend? If I say abundance, give me a, give me a breakdown of what abundance means to Lee Davey. for me it's it's just it's really um being able to explore and receive all of the beauty that this reality this world really has to offer and so it's i mean it comes in many forms right there's there's love there's money there's health there's um you know, and, and it kind of reverts back to to kind of a worthiness. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's something that um, I had to really kind of figure out on on my own personal healing journey was mm-hmm. really how to, because I think for a lot of us, there's, you know, if, if it's not difficult or if, I don't work my ass off or, you know, if I don't work really, really hard and, and accomplish all these things, then it's, it's not worth it. Um, mm. And for me, the, the worthiness thing played a big, big role. And, and, you know, I feel like we're all worthy of receiving the best that this world has to offer. So, so when I think about abundance, it's, it's all of it. It's exploring mm. beautiful paradises and, and moving from place to place and meeting incredible people from around the world and, and you know being in nature and you know like the scene that i'm looking at right now like that's abundance mm. so so it's all of it it's loved ones it's it's spending time with the the people that you care about it's meeting people from all over the world it's expanding our minds you know it's, it's connection i guess is what it comes down to being fully connected in every present moment to you know and and, and realizing that everything is happening for us mm. I love that. I love that. I love that. 
I love that this is one thing that um, when Jess and I first kicked off this series, we, we had a, before we started taking guests, we had a, an episode where we, we kind of just, you know, pass the ball around on what abundance is. And that's one thing that we came to as well. That, that abundance often gets trapped in the money box and people forget that that connectedness, that overflow, that receiving can be in so many different forms. Like you said, there's love, there's the beautiful views that you're experiencing right now. Um, there's relationship, there's joy, there's energy. Um, yeah, money's there too. And I, I really love that you, you, you just sort of paid that over again, that abundance is so much more than just one thing. And that abundance truly, I think, in its, in its, true, na its true nature, cannot exclude anything. Because if it excludes anything, then it's not abundance. So thank you for sharing that with us. One of the things that you and I had really um, touched base on really wanting to bring to the people, uh, and I did mention it briefly at the beginning, was this idea that there must be a discipline in your day-to-day -day experience, like a conscious discipline, in order to call abundance in. Um, when that's just put in front of you, What's the first thing that really calls you as wanting to share with the people on what, what that really means? Well, I mean, I mean, for me, it's, I equate discipline to, or I, I mean, uh, Dr. Joe put it, uh, expresses it in, in a really great way. It's, it's like, he's more interested in connecting with the divine or, um, connecting with his future self or his potential or the, or the infinite of potentials, um, you know, from this sea of, of infinite energy that, that we're floating in. Um, and so, you know, as an example, getting up every day at 4 a.m., like you said, up at 3.30 to do your yoga and then mm -hmm. 4.30 we're, we're in the gym. And, you know, mm -hmm. so um, for me, that's all discipline is, is, is putting myself practices first that are going to allow me to um, really connect to the divine, really, mm -hmm. really, you know, connect to that future self and, and feel my fullest so that I can then, um, you know, be of, of the highest value and the highest service possible um, to those I seek to serve. Oh, I love that. And I love that you brought you back to service as well, because I think one thing that, has really been hitting home with me recently. I was even speaking to a, a coaching client about this today. Is this memory that when you're giving from a place of abundance, that space of service can only perpetuate more abundance? Because I think one thing that I love about the law of vibration, which many refer to as the law of attraction and, and all these other universal laws, we had David Nagel on here a few weeks ago talking about them too, is that it all comes down to us receiving who and what we are and so the discipline for example of putting in those practices to shift who we are internally is going to reflect on what we receive and if we're coming at life from a place of service like truly abundant services and i'm giving because i've got so much that i can keep giving whether it's my love my time my energy my attention my words um and what have you my money then i'm affirming to god the universe, source, the divine, however you, you, want to, you want to name that thing, that I'm connecting with the reality of being, being so abundant, so full, that I can just keep giving. And if I hold that space, then that's going to be reflected back to me what I receive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love the analogy of, and this is what I've been using with people, is we're the cups mm -hmm. and everyone else is the saucer. You can't mm -hmm. pour the cup. So as long as I'm continuing to pour into my cup, everyone else the people mm -hmm. I'm my family, my friends, uh, you know, our, the other relationships in our life, our spouses, mm -hmm. they get to drink from the overflow. Mm. I love that. I love that. I really, really do love that. Tell me about some of your practices, because what before we met, obviously, before we met physically, we had a few conversations, but there was like a few months where we were kind of like feeling each other out via social media and what was going on. And <laughs> And there was, a, there was a period of time when you did a series where you were sharing your daily practices. You were holding, you know, everyone could have an, an eye into what you did every day. And I can say to you guys, I've witnessed firsthand this man having ice baths every day without fail for a week. 
I'm trying to do the cold shower thing, Lee, and I know I can do it if I choose to do it, but I don't know how much I'm interested in having the cold. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm coming around, I'm making the shift internally, but aside from freezing yourself every day, what's some of the daily practices that have supported you in being the abundant being that you are today? It's, uh, it's meditation, training, mm-hmm. breath work, cold mm-hmm. therapy, the main practices. So, mm-hmm. We mentioned the the four a.m. between three and four a.m. Um, typically is is the wake up for a two to three to four hour meditation, mm-hmm. and it's up, and it's to the gym for a, a powerful workout. Then there's the, the cyclical breathing. I, I do the Wim Hof, um, mm-hmm. and then the cold therapy. And I mean sometimes the order of those are are reversed, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are my main, main practices. And then um, typically a meditation, maybe some breathing again uh, in the afternoon before bed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, and then there's, you know, there's always, there's always study time. And um, I have a little hack for, for uh, anybody that um, is studying because for me, it's the, it really is the repetition, right? If, if we're at a certain place and we want to, you know, become the embodiment and, and move to somewhere else. That repetition is, is really, really important to, you know, as Dr. Joe says, ingrain the new neurology and then mm-hmm. your neurology changes their physiology. So become that embodiment. I'll listen to a, to an audio or a video 25 times, 30 times, 50 times, a hundred times, sometimes if I'm really trying to, to ingrain something and mm-hmm. you know, if it's on YouTube, for example, can put it on two and a half times the speed mm-hmm. and it's amazing how the brain will actually um start to to pick up the new speed mm-hmm. uh, so just a little hack for people that uh that uh, you know they're they're uh, trying to employ some some educational components to their uh their self-disciplines their daily practice i remember you said that with me about audible just putting it on at two and a half speed and, yeah. and I, I have actually been doing that i mean for me i do like to sit with a book from time to time I mean, I do a book a week, um, but I've been doubling up because there's been some traveling. So I've been a bit a bit behind. Right now, I'm wrapping up Flint Out Loud by Chris Delvin Richardson, a friend of mine. Um, and I've got another book on, on the go as well. But yeah, having, having the Audible on enables you to just integrate that with grace and ease into your life. And I think what I really want to just quickly just touch base touch back on for the listeners is that, yeah, fair enough, I personally get up you know 345 every day lee gets up between three and four lee does a couple of hours of meditation i spread my meditative practice over the course of the day but i generally get two or three hours as well over the course of the day but i think one thing i'd like to impress upon everyone listening is creating change doesn't necessarily require you to jump in at the deep end and be doing these deep hours of practice that we go into i mean i didn't wake up one morning and you know i'm up at 345 doing my no it was an accumulation of small steps that I made building up to that and finding what worked for me optimally. So right now there's a particular meditation that I'm doing. Uh, my partner and I do it every morning. We do it together. Um, now, even that one, I didn't wake up and just able to sit there and meditate for an hour and a half every day doing deep meditation work. And for everyone, it might not be that that's even the optimal time of the day or even the optimal thing for you as a person. I think everyone should take time to get to know themselves and build practices that work for them. So apply the discipline of getting to know yourself and testing, sampling and playing with what works for you. And then from that place, get into a discipline of actually following that practice. I just wanted to just, uh, for the people that just got scared by three, four hours of early morning meditation. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, I mean, you have to start from where you are. So, you know, if, if uh, you've never done any of these things before, then, I mean, start with 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then as, again, the neurology and the physiology and you get used to these new practices and, and they become more habitual, more a part of your, um, you know, daily and weekly routines, then, then, you know, expand from there. But absolutely start with, start with five, 10 minutes. You know, that's mm-hmm. all you need to, to start. And then, you know, when you get into the, I think it's Tony Robbins that says, um, you know, when you, when you, um, all you have to do is, is get in the act of doing something. So Mm -hmm. once you've been doing it for two or three minutes, 
you're much more likely to continue doing it but it's it's just the starting of it it's taking that first step taking that first step i was gonna say i actually posted something about that on instagram on my instagram story um just today actually about that whole thing of yeah just taking that first step um what i'd like to do we've just given the audience a lot i'd like to quickly circle in and take a break uh mr eric really throw some jamming tunes down and then um but before we go while we're on break why don't you go ahead and follow Lee on social media? Lee, what's your social? So everyone can go ahead and follow you now. Um, so you can just find me on Facebook at uh, Lee Davy. D-A-V-Y. D-A-V-Y. And Instagram is actually Transcend171. Mm-hmm. Transcend171. I'll make sure I follow you as well. I'm not sure I follow you on Instagram. I don't think we're Instagram friends. <laughs> That's really sad. Go ahead and follow Method Meets Magic on Instagram. I'm Dreamer CEO. Jess, although only with us in spirit, is Jess uh, uh, underscore Bubico, B-I-B-B-I-C-O. And we'll be back to talk a bit more about discipline and making abundance a part of your life. Time to lace up your shoes for the 2019 Komen Puget Sound More Than Pink Walk. Help raise funds for breast cancer treatment, patient advocacy, and life-saving research. The walk starts at Seattle's Seward Park on June 2nd. This inspiring, family-friendly event brings together those of all ages and abilities. Come on out and show your support for those battling breast cancer and those searching for cures. Register today at ComenPugetSound.org. That's Komen Puget Sound sound.org alternative talk 1150 online at 1150kknw.com hello and welcome back to today's episode of method meets magic i'm joined by my guest mr lee davy modern day samurai man who takes ice baths, man who trains every morning, man who writes books, a man who has shares in retreat centres. Lee, have you been over the break? <laughs> just, uh, just connecting to the media, finding out uh, how we can really uh, amp that up and, and uh, get the good word out there to all these folks. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Thanks again for joining us today. Just want to cycle back. Those of you who are just joining us again, we've been speaking about discipline. We're speaking about the discipline that's required to keep up with the daily practices that make us the person that can be aligned with abundance that we can have in our lives. We're talking about, Lee was taking us through his daily practices, which let me see if I can get this right. Meditation, followed by intense workout, did you call it? Or strong workout? How did you describe it? Yeah, just work out. <laughs> Mate, I've worked out with you. It's, it's intense. Spiritual or physical, I try to push my previously perceived limits. Okay, okay, push new limits. So we did that, some breath work. You said you do the Wim Hof and then ice cold therapy, a.k.a. You jump, when you're back home in Canada, you jump in the cold river, right? Like, yeah. I've seen you do that. You just jump yeah. in the cold river. Yeah, I was, uh, so, actually, I've been traveling for, for quite a while this year, but, uh, Right into December, I was in the river, and then I went back uh, for a week at the beginning of April. There was still ice floating in the river, and and I was in every day with uh, there's another another group of us crazies uh, back in Canada. So I was in with them almost every day in April. All right, do you know what? I'm making a commitment, and I'm making this publicly. I'm going to start with um, with 15 seconds a day of ice cold shower. Yes. I'm going to start with that. Okay. Yes. Because I know uh, the science. I know the science. I just really don't want to be cold. <laughs> little tip for the for the shower: if you um, if you start with one one arm and one leg, yeah, and then the arm and, and leg, and then you yeah. do your face because of the yeah. um, the vagus nerve, okay, you'll actually okay. all the all the blood will pool in the center of the body, and you'll actually oh. feel a little bit warmer, and then that'll allow you to to actually get in and spin around well thank you very much for that i'm just gonna just do it just do I'm just, it i'm just gonna do it 15 I seconds one uh, 15 mississippis or something and and then i i just like warm i just like the warmth. i mean new york's good for me right now because it's it's lovely weather but um you know as soon as it starts to chill out i'm i'm back to mexico man <laughs> i'm not gonna be here i'm back to mexico as soon as it starts to chill out over here 
interesting. And I'm not, I'm not quite there yet because I've had so many uh, long stints in warm parts of the world. But mm-hmm. um, my friends that do it regularly, they're able to, within about 30 seconds of being mm-hmm. in the air, they're able to go, okay, I'm going to focus on my arm and my arm's going to warm up or like wow. the whole body. Right. Okay. So it really, it really takes like focus and meditation to the next mm-hmm. level because wow. everything outside of us is saying, this is, this is cold. But, <laughs> right. Like, but that's the discipline. I, I mean, the temperature of the water is five degrees. There's ice in the water. It's the mm-hmm. middle of April, so on and so forth. <laughs> but, you know, when you, when you learn the, the breathing practice and learn to be able to focus your mind, it's like, that's your, your end to be able to go right into the autonomic nervous system. And essentially mm-hmm. the senses no longer play a role and your body just starts to heat up. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with my 15 seconds and then I'm probably going to cycle back and listen to this again. <laughs> Listen to this again. Uh, by the way, for those of you who want to catch the archives, we've had some amazing guests and continue to have amazing guests as the show evolves and continues. You can do a quick Google. I found this out yesterday on Saturday. Actually, I was doing a group call with some coaching clients. And um, one of the, the, the attendees was like, well, if you just Google Method Meets Magic, it shows you all of the shows. So you can head to methodmeetsmagic.com and that will take you to our Facebook page where there's a link to the archives. Or you can just Google Method Meets Magic Radio and it will give you all of the archives right there and then they're all there for you to listen to. Like I said, we've had some amazing guests over the last few months. Thank you for honoring us with your time and, and, and supporting us on the show. If you've missed anything, go ahead and get it. Tell your friends, let them all know about the method meeting the magic. We'd love to see you um, having those advances, those leap forwards, that abundance and all that goodness in your life from the, the, the content that we're giving to you every single week. Lee, tell me who is one person that's really inspired you? Because I know, like myself, you uh, you go out there and you you open up to learn. You're an avid learner, avid reader, avid consumer of information. Uh, and I know you put it together and, and make it work for you. And we're going to talk about your book in a second. But who's one person, not necessarily the most person, but one person that's really inspired you? Well, you do, my friend. Oh, you're too sweet. You do. You do. I mean, you're too uh, sweet, Lee. Uh, as you said, we. Um, we met in December and mm-hmm. just, uh, just how you are with people. I mean, obviously all the work that you're doing, the radio show and, and the retreats that you run um, are super inspiring. And I want to come to Malta, by the way, um, the next uh, next time. You, you better hurry up. You better hurry up, man. I, I put it out <laughs> to the email list. No, seriously, there's only five slots in each, in each one. Oh, really? 40%, 40% of it's already gone. And I sent the email out last night. We'll chat about that later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 But the, the, the way that you are uh, with people, the way that you are with people, just um, so genuine, so caring, so loving, so open. Like you're, you're so open. That, that was, uh, I think I mentioned it to you um, in December at the conference. It's just like, it's like you, you knew everyone and everyone was just in love <laughs> with you. It, it really is infectious. And it's something that I aspire to, uh, to be more like. Oh, thank you, Lee. Thank you. That's um, that's really sweet. I feel a bit a bit teary now, but, um, <laughs> but I can say my journey again. I mean, talking talking back to this whole thing of not waking up and being the way that we are today. Um, I mean, I've, I've got Asperger's. You know, I did not always have social skills at all. I was only diagnosed at the age of twenty seven. Before then, I suffered with severe social anxiety, severe general anxiety. I couldn't hold conversations friendships were challenging for me of relationships of any type were very challenging for me to, to to build and support but i think in terms of my own journey a big part of being able to now connect with people in a truly genuine and nourishing and expansive way has been not doing it from my head where the wiring of the brain you know makes my asperger's uh what, whatever they call it relevant but just coming down to the heart mm-hmm. and allowing that bigger magnetic field of the heart to govern the way that I connect and relate with people has been, has been the magic for me. Cause when I go into my head, I can still be, you know, <laughs> I can be autistic dad, but when I just take a moment and spend more and more time and, and that again was discipline, right? D- doing the work of learning to spend more time consciously in my heart center 
so that when I'm operating in the world, I'm operating from that space has definitely shifted my ability to connect to people in a nourishing, genuine and honest way. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And, and when I'm, when I'm on it, I'm, I'm there. And then mm-hmm. when I'm not, I'm still, still in the, in the mental machinations. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that just leads me onto something else. I want to just make sure that the listeners really catch on to as well. It's, and this came up again this weekend. So much came up this weekend. It's just owning where you're at right now in the journey. Right. Um, I mean, those of you who go and follow Lee, you'll see he's built like an, a Greek god. Like he's, he's chiseled <laughs> in a wonderful, beautiful way. Um, but you didn't wake up. You weren't, you know, you weren't pulled from your mother's womb looking that like that. It was taking time to put the work in. Um, and every time you went and, and hit the weights or you went and did those push-ups or you went and went for that run, you were taking the truth of where you are and looking to expand from that place and move forward. And we, we both practice a lot of deep meditation work. It's coming into that space, recognizing where you're at and choosing to expand to being something more. Um, even in my, my yoga practice, it's honoring the limits of where my body is so that I can push it to the next level. So everyone listening, um, not just to this show, but every single show that Jess and I come come at you with every guest that we bring forward to share words of inspiration and, and teaching to you guys it's honor where you are from the place of knowing that you have the power the magic within you to expand into something more mm. oh absolutely, absolutely. Mm. I'd, I'd like to add um and i think this makes it relevant for each individual again honoring where you are and and then um really choosing um you know to to become the creator in your life and and choosing where you want to go and how fast you want to get there um that uh, wasn't my last retreat but the one before that um i was talking about discipline and my practices and and the one girl is like she said well yeah but you you know why would you spend so much time and i'm like because i'm 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 chasing the mystical. I self <laughs> is more important to me than than my current like connecting, getting back to oneness, feeling and um, being exposed to more love, more wholeness, more worthiness, more abundance. You know, all these things. That's more important to me than this the the current me or the current reality that I'm in. And so for me. I want to devote that much time to it because I want to see awe. I want to see abundance. I want to be inspired. I want the, the, this field of energy to communicate with me in every moment. Like I want to see and and be in blissful experiences in every single present moment. And so that's why I dedicate as much time to this as I do. And it'll be individual for, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be different for each individual. Um, but when, when she asked me that question, you know, yeah, but you don't really need to spend that much time on it. It's like, well, no, you don't. But I mean, what, you choose to. what do you want? You know, what, what, what do you want? What do you want your life to look like? Mm-hmm. I think as well, um, coming back, just weaning back to this whole thing of discipline in terms of discipline to the practices that are going to make you the state of being that's aligned with what you want. When you enjoy it, right, when each moment of practice is blissful then it's not a chore for you to put that work in right so like getting up 345 yeah there's the odd time when it's like oh god 345 whatever but i've been doing it for so long now and i know the payoff in my Mm. energy field in my emotions in the way that my day just flows when i do commit to being up at that time and just setting my day off right now if it was a chore nonstop, would I keep up with it? The discipline will be much harder to, to stick to, right? Yeah. But I think what really I want to pull from what you just said for the audience again is love the process. Mm. 
don't love it so much that you don't actually reach the target because you're always in this perpetual process mode. But love the process. Love your practices. Form a bonding relationship with each moment that you're, split, you're spending in your, your practice, no matter what it is, so that as that magic unfolds mm. from within you, even if you don't get all the way to where you'd sought to get to, you're in so much bliss from the time that you spent on that journey that who, matter, who cares anyway? Mm. Oh, yes. I love it. Mm. In terms of um, your book now, because I, I want to talk about your book a little bit before we take another break. What inspired you to write that first book? I guess initially, I mean, uh, I just always kind of said, I'm one of these people that if it flows into my consciousness, I'll, I'll just do it. So, <laughs> like, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, I want to own a gym. I owned a gym for 12 years in Toronto. Um, yeah. I said, you know, with the book, I was like, I want to write a book someday. And then I'm like, well, some days could be any day so it might as well be <laughs> so, um and then when i started it's it's like you know i'll uh i don't know i get the, these flashes of inspiration and and within six weeks i had uh conscious endeavor was written and and essentially it's it's just at the time it was a compilation of of my knowledge and my understanding i, I look at everything kind of as as pieces of a puzzle um, so the various mentors and, and uh, teachers that I'd study with and, and disciplines that I've that I had uh, um, entertained myself and, and you know even talked to others at the gym and, and that sort of thing were all in my eyes a, a piece of this puzzle and what I tried to do was kind of tell a story of uh, or paint a picture of you know our current societal model if you will and mm -hmm how it came to be and the, the thoughts and and beliefs and patterns that come along with it um then adding kind of the the disciplines and the um the picture the the pieces of the puzzle to be like okay well if we start to take care of ourselves mentally emotionally spiritually and physically mm -hmm. and you know, maybe we're all polluted in those areas maybe if we clean up the pollution we can actually heal the self and then we can start to heal the world and then the third part was kind of uh, this utopian uh, concept, which I'm actually starting to see here at Imaloa and, and uh, you know, different organizations and groups around the world of like, hey, you know, like anything that separates or divides or, or um, you know, tells us that, that we're not all one, we, we do away with that and, and we create this new societal model where, you know, community and connectedness and, and collaboration and co-creation are, are the, the um, stepping stones forward for us. Mm. Um, so that's... I love yeah. that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So um, I'm actually going to make sure that um, over on Facebook today, we share the details of Lee's book. And I'm also going to share a link about that on my Instagram as well, for those of you who follow on Instagram. And make sure that you guys get the opportunity to connect with this. Lee's um, is a really big-hearted bear <laughs> and an amazing soul. And he really does practice what he preaches. He really does put the work in to learn and apply these principles in his life. And so having the opportunity to sample the wisdom that's been garnered by someone that's done as much work as Lee's done is something that, A, we wanted to share with you here on the show and B, I really recommend you guys taking the opportunity to read in his book, Conscious Endeavor. Um, it's available on Kindle. And I've got it as Kindle. Is it paperback as well on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. So you can go ahead and grab that on Amazon. Lee Davy, L-E-E-D-A-V-Y. Go and get that in your life. You will not be sorry about it. We're going to take another break now. Then Lee and I are going to uh, come back after the break and spend some time just pulling together some of the threads of what we shared to you today in relation to discipline, being the thing that you want to see, recognizing that who we are is reflected in what we experience, remembering that abundance is everything, and some more on some daily practices that you guys can start integrating into your life with grace and ease so that you can start having the abundant life you deserve.
please, Mr. Eric, take us to the break and we'll, uh, we'll be back shortly. The Seattle International Film Festival returns for the 45th year from May 16th through June 9th with over 400 features, short films, and documentaries gathered from more than 80 countries, making the festival an amazing place to discover and celebrate new work from around the world. Meet filmmakers and stars, attend galas and parties, and participate in forums and panels during the largest and most highly attended film festival in the United States. Visit SIF.net for the complete lineup alternative talk 1150 here to uplift your day welcome back welcome back method meets matt jack <laughs> this, is, this is your host dave i get my illustrious co-host jess is currently off in europe having a really really funky cool time i'm joined by my guest the one the only lee davy dialing in from costa rica from the imaloa retreat center where he's a an investor and shareholder and uh, where, Lee, do you actually host, I know you had, did you have your last retreat there at Maloa? The one that I wanted to come down to? Uh, I was on the Caribbean side. Um, my got co-host you. wanted to do something there, but I've got one planned for February 5th to the 11th, 2020. And we're going to be going deep into the... Sign me up. Um, save my space for that. I'm going to put that in my diary now because I really wanted to get to the one you had in April, but I had commitments and then I couldn't. I couldn't make it but 2020 is far enough in the future for me to look it in so <laughs> let's do it let's do it uh the the joy of being um, international is that sometimes you have to just like really lock it in that far in advance it's really crazy my um yeah. my sister's coming down to visit me in mexico in november and um she wanted to make sure that i didn't take any engagements or do anything so like two months ago she booked like two weeks to make sure I had to stay in Mexico for the time that she's going to be there. But I'm looking forward to having her and uh, my brother-in-law down. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. So, guys, today Lee and I have been talking about discipline and how discipline can support us in having the abundance that we deserve in our lives. We talked to that about daily practices. We've spoken about you guys owning where you are and easing into new ways of being through the practices that you employ. We've shared some of our own personal practices and what we do. I've shared my personal experience of being <laughs> with Lee at the gym and connecting with his personal practices and running away from the ice bath. And that I'm going to start myself, I've committed to you guys, that I'm going to start with 15 seconds a day in an ice cold shower just to, to build up. And uh, yeah, we want to take this last segment of the show to just really encourage you guys and give you guys some practical tips and tools that you can start employing to actually start making shifts towards abundance or whatever it is that you want to achieve in your life. Lee, if there was one thing that you'd like to encourage the listeners to do as a starting point to, to building daily practices and, and the discipline it requires to stick to them, what would you offer? Well, I, th I think we mentioned it before, just, you know, take that first step, um, mm. you know, To me, whether you're whether you're looking to employ meditation, or you want to get back to the gym, or start a yoga class, or you know change your eating, you know whatever it is, to me that's it, you can you can kind of boil it all down to personal growth. Mm -hmm. So you know, take that first step in whatever area that you're most called to, mm -hmm. and continue with that. Make that a habit, right? Mm -hmm. And then take the next step yeah that right and and the next step and the next step and i mean you can look at them them all as tools or you can look at like i do everything is frequency and, mm. and going back to that mental emotional spiritual physical um pollution if we're optimizing every single frequency that's coming into us right mm -hmm. our food our thoughts our interactions the words that we speak um, we're, we're structuring our water, then we're going to start to clean up our cellular matrix. We're going to start to clean up how we feel. And the more optimal you feel, the more, um, committed you're going to be to taking the next step and, mm. and honing the next frequency. Mm. Right? So take that step in whichever area most resonates with you, make it a habit and then move on to the next the next step, the next phase, the next area. Mm. 
I mean, this is just a complete alignment with what I talk about all the time, micro shifts, which is just consistent baby steps made consciously in the direction of the outcome that you want to achieve. So, yeah, guys, you've heard it from Lee himself. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, find that thing that you're most called to. Find the entry level point. Like I said, I'm not really called to the cold shower, but I know it's good for me. So <laughs> let's just leave, the, leave that leave that back. I'm going to start with that 15 seconds. I'm going to make a start. Is 15 seconds going to change my life? Not in and of itself, but that commitment to the practice of doing that 15 seconds and then expanding beyond it as my next step is going to make that shift, right? It is going to mean that I could start making movements in the right direction. How many of you listening to this show right now have not gotten anywhere because you didn't think that that, that first step was going to mean anything? Start with that step and keep going. So thank you very much for sharing that, Lee. Um, in relation to your, your work, the work you do with retreats, how do you find in-person retreats to be supportive to people, building new practices and, and breaking into to new molds in order to achieve new outcomes? Well, so there, there's, I like to take people on a, on a journey um, mm -hmm. and a bit of a formula, if, if you will. So um, we'll talk a lot about kind of the education of what's going on in the, in the brain and body and then give people an experience and an opportunity to, to essentially plug in um, new habits. Mm. So, so we're, we're meditating every day. We're breathing every day. Um, we're either training and or doing yoga every day mm -hmm. uh, so you know so that week vacation really is an opportunity to to a go deeper into the self to find out you know really what you truly are because it's not what we think it's, mm -hmm. it's so much more than, than what we've been led to believe um to start to embody and ingrain in the new practices the the new self right really start to to change the perspective on you know who you think you are and what you think you're you're capable of and then Beyond that, I, I, I really think it's important to offer the support to people afterwards because we all know when you're on vacation and you have no time constraints or, or family or, you know, routines, it's so easy to, you know, become someone new. But then you've got to go back. You've got to plug that new self, those new routines, uh, those new habits into the old life. And oh. so you know, the, the work at the retreat is, is just giving people a, a sample of, of who they can actually be. And then it's the plugging into it and the support when they go home to actually plug Integrate into the, into the, into the, into the, I love that. I think it's, it's so, and I had this at first, when I started doing one of the reasons why I wanted to personally start teaching the, the retreats and actually taking people out and I do the destination retreats. I mean, we did Malta, we spent some time in Italy. This year, we're going to Provence in France and doing a wine tour. We're going back to Tuscany, doing a, another wine tour. There's a, there's a theme here of wine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to, uh, where else are we doing? Back to Malta, um, also doing Cabo, Mexico. Um, taking you out of your environment, breaking those bonds and creating um, a bubble for you to, to start work means that I can get them deeper, yes, and make things hold. But like you said, unless there's space for integration, and that's even like when you read a book, and we spoke about, and this is one of the things I think we spoke about, people read a book and move straight on to the next one and have done nothing to employ or integrate what they, they read in the book. So what was the point? Was it for the words in the page or was it to actually have some changes? Um, I like to... to, to, to to commit to at least one shift or one change in my experience from something that I read every day, not just at the end of the book. So when I do do my daily learning practice, okay, what's one thing that I can take from this in order to expand who I am? So I just, um, I, I read um, Dare to Lead, Brene Brown the other day, finished that one up. And it was just making a commitment to be conscious of where shame shows up in my life. So it wasn't even necessarily doing this big thing, but it was looking at the, the way that she invited us to look at shame and committing consciously in that moment that I will spend time dedicating to witnessing how that shows up in my experience. And then from there, I can start to make changes. Um, like I said, Flint Out Loud is one of the books that I'm wrapping up at the moment by my friend, uh, Crystal Lynn Richardson. And it was just with this one, it was imitate wisely with caution. That's one of the one of the, the acronyms that's in the name. 
imitate wisely and with caution. So it's taking the time out to be wary of who you're imitating, but still make sure that you're spending time imitating people who can, who embody what you want to see and experience in your own life. Mm. Wow, I love that. Love that. And that, you know, it's really, it's, it's just having that awareness. Right? It comes down to awareness. Awareness precedes transformation. So if you're not aware of, you know, what you're trying to change, um, of course, you're not going to be able to make any changes. And I just want to say <laughs> for, for your listeners that maybe this area or these areas are new or, or you've been thinking about change, but you feel stuck and you don't know how, um, initially it's going to feel hard, right? Because you've got years of, of patterns and hard wires in the brain and, and you know, feeling a certain way in the, in the body. Um, so initially it's, it's going to be hard and you're going to think, you know, after a couple of weeks, man, this doesn't work. But if you, <laughs> if you just stick to it, right. It's, it's like the people that, that go to the gym in January and, and quit in February because you know, they, they, they didn't get fit in, in yeah. four to six weeks. And it's like, well, it didn't take you four to six weeks. Like it's probably been 25 years since you've done anything active. It took you that long mm-hmm. to get out of shape. You're not going to get into shape. <laughs> four to six weeks and it's the same thing with this it's like you know you're gonna have to work at it right but then you're gonna get a little bit of change and you're gonna get a little bit of feedback from the reality and you're gonna feel a little bit better right and that's gonna you know inspire your commitment to you know do a little bit more and then you're gonna see another little change and then the the changes start to expedite there starts to be a quickening of of the entire process Um, Mm -hmm. but at 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 the beginning it's going to be difficult Mm-hmm. just know that and don't give up on yourself or the process i think one of the things that came um one of the the, the tidbits that came from from the time in, in malta one of my attendees paraphrased something that i said karen she said uh we're talking about pain and suffering and how to separate the two and she's like yeah because the pain is just the information the suffering comes from the story and so what i just want to encourage people when we are mentioning the fact that you are likely to see some resistance and challenges as you shift into a new state of being. Don't allow the story to create a sense of suffering. Celebrate that as, as evidence of the fact that you're expanding and moving in the right direction. Mm. Right. Um, <laughs> because like you said, I mean, one, one thing I would say, if you're only 15 years old, you've spent 15 years learning to be the person that you are today. Mm-hmm. If you're wanting to get, back into fitness or you're wanting to step into some kind of spiritual practice it's unlikely that there's less than a couple of decades in it for you uh having done it a different way and so making that shift there are physical bonds to the old self that exist in the mind and yes there are hacks that you can use to break free from them but i want to encourage everyone like we said earlier fall in love with the process Mm. and don't get into this hype of wanting the shortcut love the process enjoy the process, commit to the process, and the process itself will become something that fills you with beauty and fills you with joy. Absolutely. That's that's the mm. journey, right? Yeah, exactly. It's about the journey, so enjoy the journey. Mm. That's, exactly. That's the whole, I mean, that's <laughs> the experience, right, is the journey. <laughs> I love it, I love it. So, um, obviously, you've got the retreat in February, which I'm, I'm definitely going to make my way over to. Have you got any retreats in the in meantime or any way that people can can come and learn at your feet in the interim i've got some uh, on the heels of my last retreat i just uh, my head blew up so i've got one <laughs> uh, 20th to the 23rd on vancouver island uh december actually sorry uh january mm-hmm. of 2020 is Copenhagen island in thailand oh nice the 11th is back here in costa rica then i've got uh july 2020 i'm um i'm gonna pair up with uh seal camp uh, seal fit so they do a navy seal training oh wow uh, so that's going to be a, a 12 to 24 hour addendum at the end of my retreat and nice. then uh september november of 2020 is going to be japan and i'm going to link up with something called yamabushido so essentially wow. it's, it's real like it's 13th generation um samurai training where they take you into the mountains for five days i'm coming to that that one as well oh 
So yeah, public so commitment. Public commitment. I'm coming to Japan with you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Definitely. Uh, definitely. And I, do some, I do online coaching. I do one-on-one stuff, and I do groups uh, as well. So. Yes, I encourage everyone anyway to connect with you. Um, again, Lee Davy D A B Y, over on Facebook, Instagram. He is Transcend One Seven One. Connect with him. Um, Conscious Endeavor, like I said, guys, it's available on Amazon as Kindle and as a paperback. Um, go ahead and get it. Lee is a wealth, a wealth of information and an amazing soul. You will definitely get something from that time you spend with him on the page or in person. I highly recommend it. Um, just a reminder, Jess and I are here every Monday, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Jess and I will be back together next week. We've been apart now for three weeks. My heart is broken. Do not tell my lady person that, although she is probably listening. <laughs> um, but connect with us on Method Meets Magic via Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook, Method Meets Magic. Methodmeetsmagic.com takes you there. It takes you there. Uh, I'm Dreamer, CEO on Instagram and Twitter. Dan Mangana on Facebook would love to be friends with you. That would make me very happy. And Jess is Jess Bubbico, J uh, J E S S B U B B I C O. Just a quick, <laughs> Lee, one thing that you'd like to leave with the listeners so that they can go away with something, just one tip that you'd like to leave them with as a reminder. I, I, I think we've been, when we've been brought up to believe that we really are separate, you know, that, mm. that uh, you know, and, and Dr. Joe talks about it all the time, about the Newtonian model of reality, cause and effect. And, and, you know, we give our power away to external things and people and circumstances and you know we're at a time of of incredible transformation on the planet um you know shows like yours dan and and dr joe's work and and the wim hof work you know i, I really feel like there are all these pieces of a puzzle there are all these shifts that are really explaining that we really are all one 